Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to Brand Meet Creator. Today we want to talk about niche what's new, but also (laughs) when you have seasons of niching down and major growth versus when you can kind of expand that niche and move into a broader category. Last episode, we talked about how you should generally have seasons within your content, seasons of growth, seasons of community and nurturing, because realistically, we're building a marketing strategy here. So let's kick it off. I love it. Well, typically, we do talk about niching down. And I feel like it's always the recommendation for people, but it isn't Mm -hmm. always the rule, right? Eventually you've conquered your niche and you're ready to grow. It's time to take on a new target market, if you will, in the marketing world. Um, So what are some of the key indicators that I've conquered my niche and it's time to grow out? What are some that like ring a bell for you, Harley? I think at some point your story views might slack because hyper niche also means that your audience is going to be hearing the same thing over and over and over again. And I hear this a lot with people that are growing immensely that just have trash engagement. Their views are great. But when you go to those stories, Mm -hmm. it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic because no one wants to hear about work all the time. You know, I don't want to talk about work all the time in real life. So why would I want to talk about work all the time on Instagram too? We need to know a little bit more about your personality. So I think there's definitely a season of, okay, we're hyper nation down. We are just chatting about one thing. I'm being one thing of creating this character persona for myself. And then what happens next? Like if you are just one thing, What happens for brand partnerships? What happens with your burnout and like your own sense of self online? Sure. I mean, I think what we're saying here is if it feels like you're stagnant, right? You really have been dedicated for three months or six months to hitting that bell and just saying, "Uh, this is what I'm here for. This is the value that I'm bringing over and over again. And it's been very... I don't want to say one-sided because that feels maybe a little bit negative, but very focused. And, you know, maybe you've had repeat partners and it's the same brand. They're in that same niche. Um, Mm -hmm. You're noticing a lack of growth, uh, a lack of engagement. People have heard the story and they're ready to hear more. So, yeah, I think when you're hitting that plateau is when it's time to not complain. That's my number one um, tip. Don't start complaining. (laughs) Um, and start thinking what can I we love do complaining. <laughs> I love complaining. Get it out, complain about it, then move forward. It's when you don't move forward. <laughs> That's true. Don't get stuck in a cycle where you're just like, my engagement sucks. I'm not getting new followers. Over the algorithm's over doing something to me. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. But you're not trying anything new. Yeah, don't victimize. <laughs> Yeah. And at that point too, it's okay for your reach to drop. It's okay for your people to be a little bit confused because if you're trying out a new thing, yeah, of course, like people don't come to you for, if you're a fashion blogger, they don't come to you for healthy recipes, but maybe that's the path that you want to go down. 
So try it out, you know, if, if it tanks, it tanks. Well, absolutely. And I think there's um, a lack of patience out there as well. Like if you are going to bring in this new topic, as Harley just said, like don't expect that topic to skyrocket right away. Just like when you created the first niche and you stuck to it, it takes three or six months of constantly and continually incorporating Mm -hmm. that new thing with consistency to see if it's going to stick or not. And one piece of advice I always give people is if you're going to have multiple niches, multiple topics running at the same time, that's wonderful. Make sure to find a way that they intersect. So for this example, if you're going to be a fashion influencer that is pivoting to talk about healthy eating choices wonderful, but maybe you're somehow incorporating them together. Like this is the outfit that I wore to Mm -hmm. cook in. Uh, I styled this outfit as inspiration for kale. I'm not sure. That's not a great idea, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like find a way to pair them together and let them live separately. You know who does this actual niche so well is Serena Go. I don't know if you know her. She's an OG fashion blogger, but she's also an incredible cook. Mm-hmm. And she does go to the farmer's market and she was able to create this really beautiful type of reel that's very zoomed in on her cooking with kind of like an ASMR of the sizzle and everything else going on. But she does it with like a little bit of French flair, which is also kind of her personal style. And people love it. And she consistently does it. And I think part of it is because that's her personal passion, the cooking. But they also love her style and her home and a few other things. But she was very consistent and clearly very intentional in the way that she was going to create that content when she started bringing it in. You know, I love creators like this that do weird fashion stuff, like inspired (laughs) by. One creator that I recommend all the time or that I talk about all the time is Ajarama. And um, what she does is like, Outfits inspired by cheeses, but that turns into outfits inspired by alcohols, outfits Mm -hmm. inspired by whatever. And now it becomes this whole new realm of partnerships where you're not just backed into a corner of fashion, 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 because you can show off the bottle, you can show off the label. And this is, this is one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about this too, because when you are hyper niched, it is actually really hard to pull in partnerships and actually monetize because the only people that really want to monetize with you or partner with you are the people that are so also backed into their niche. And it doesn't matter the like customer that you're creating who is diverse and has other interests and you talk about whatever on your story because that's not what you see on the on the outside. So example of this, me and another creator who I actually had on the show, I'm just going to spill all the tea here. Uh, Me and Darcy, career coach Darcy, are going to be in LA in a couple of weeks. We're going to an event and we want to work with a hotel. Now, both of us have hyper-focused niches. That's how we've grown. That's how we're successful. And if we're thinking about the person that we are talking to, of course, they like travel. Of course, they go places during the summer. Of course, they do all this stuff. But these hotels reached back out to us, or it wasn't a hotel. It was a um, like travel company that helps you book. Mm-hmm. It's a whole service. Um, mm-hmm. So they reached back out, and they were like, mm, we don't want to work with you guys because it's just so hyper niche that like I don't think it will land well. And really, you just don't have good mm-hmm. metrics. And number one, Darcy has the best metrics in the world. So that just made me so angry. I was like, my reels, actually, my reels reach is great right now. 
<laughs> so you're just wrong. But <laughs> regardless, my point is that we've backed ourselves into a corner where this brand does not want to mm-hmm. work with us. You know, and there are so many influencers out there saying that you don't have good metrics is just rude in general. But um, there are so many influencers <laughs> out there that if you are, a I'm like, you're actually <laughs> talking to me. <laughs> you're like, I'm I, this is not a representative that you're talking to. This is the real the real deal. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, because there are so many influencers that specialize in so many different things, I can see it from the brand's perspective saying, mm, this isn't spot on to what we're focusing on right now. Uh, so this totally. is not going to work for us. Um, and sometimes that's just because you're on limited budget and we have to say super tight to exactly the type of creator that the brand wants at that time. And it's just, there's just no wiggle room for it. But I mean, I agree. It can be really tough. And I, and I get that. Like what that made me say in my head was, okay, how do I go back to my page and ensure that as I move forward in the next couple of months, Mm -hmm. I'm being a little bit more diverse so that I have the ability to do more product placement. I can incorporate my whatever hair care, skin care, whatever. I don't care. All of the things. Um, Sure. And start to, you know, diversify. So for me, like that, that really is what, what my next goal is going to be. It's not expanding in growth. I don't need to grow right now. I don't need to be in my niche. I have this following. What I need to do is learn how to add my lifestyle in and look at those adjacent topics. So let's take a little, let's, let's dive into those adjacent topics. How do you find what will be adjacent to your niche? Mm. I think that the first thing is to realize that you can't exactly <laughs> mm. do like a <laughs> yeah that you can't do a 180 that is like there are certain people who eventually are like should I start in a new account and it's almost a yes if you started as an account uh. and that's sad that is sad to say but it can't just be something so far away from the initial niche that you're just like no longer even the same person. You can do it personally. Mm -hmm. Of course we can evolve that much. Um, But online it will be very difficult to bring in that whole other new audience. If you think of the way that Instagram or TikTok works, it is by recognizing the keywords and the key topics that you are continually talking about and servicing those to people who want to hear about those things. So if one day you start talking about something else, you have to rebuild all that data again and not to mention somehow flush out all the old followers that were here for that thing so I would say if you're picking this other topic it needs to be adjacent so I would say food and fashion is kind of one of the farther reaching ones but it's all within lifestyle (laughs) um so I can see how it goes together um it's in a and we know lifestyle is not a niche but it's in a um, aspirational lifestyle way where you're that girl, you're the main character energy and people want to emulate you. And a lot of times that does start from a fashion girly. She's a fashion girly and then people want to know what sofa she has. They want to know what China she's eating off of. They want to know this and that. Mm -hmm. And that can happen for just about everybody for sure. Yeah, I think some of the things that you have there are really making sure that you do have that product placement and making sure that you are the main character. Because if I'm zooming in on my plate, people aren't going to ask about my outfit. 
But if I am in the screen in every reel, if I am the main character, even though I'm showing off my, you know, healthy muffin recipe, now you're going to ask about my outfit. You're going to ask about everything in the background, my cute apartment, my whatever else. And I, I really think it's building that category of what really, what is the veil that you're putting on everything? I, um, good example. I have a client right now who has about three different accounts and Uh this kills me. (laughs) I'm like, how I don't, I would die. I would actually keel over and die. So she does a lot of like mom life content. And then she also has a book, Instagram book, Instagram. And in my eyes, I'm like, okay, how can you, Mm. how can you rope that in? How can it be like mommy book club instead of these are two different things? Because I don't think that that actually needs to be two separate accounts. It absolutely doesn't. One of my friends is an editor in chief of a fashion.com, very Mm -hmm. well known. And she also does bookstagram. Like literally this girl reads five books a month. I don't know how she has time or energy. I just don't resonate with that lifestyle, but she does bookstagram on her regular Mm -hmm. Instagram and she does it on TikTok as well. And it's fine. And one thing that she did in terms of content that is so interesting is that she started to identify the book with like, if you like, and then it would be like different types of fashion things then you'll love and then she shows this is for you yeah it's really cute Uh, and so I think that I love that the same thing for sure she could easily do the same thing like if you're this type of mom you're gonna like this or like if you drive Mm -hmm. this minivan like there's like a lot of funny things that you could do there so that you don't need that yes right there's no reason that you can't say corporate girls book club and then show me also your office attire there is no reason that, that that can't combine. Those are totally adjacent. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's something that you feel like doesn't mix that you've seen someone try to make fetch happen oh. and it's just not happening? Okay. Immediately, my mind goes <laughs> to part of my journey where I tried to do... <laughs> ah, Harley's a mess. Um, where I tried to do fashion... I mean, not fashion. No, I would never do fashion. I tried to do travel and fitness together. Huh. Because my degree was in mm-hmm. my degree was in fitness, mm-hmm. so knew all about it. That was you know something that I was really good at. But my lifestyle, what we were doing all the time, was going on these little like day trips. So I was like, let's push these both together. Like travelers like to be healthy and fit too, right? Mm-hmm. No, they no, no, they don't come to you for both. <laughs> That's not the same girl. That isn't the same person, huh? Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always that mistakes have been made. It's okay. We, we evolved and we moved on. <laughs> and now we're in completely different territory. What do you think? What, what doesn't go together? What have I seen that I was like, why are you doing this? I think it has been a lot of things with fitness. Funny enough, I think a lot of people have tried yep. to incorporate fitness. I think fashion girlies incorporating fitness is a weird one. It's, again, it's two different no. worlds. Like, the, if you really actually want to see results yeah. from your fitness routine, you shouldn't be going to a fashion girlie to see, like, what they're doing. You need to go to, like, Mm-mm. licensed people, instructors, people who are dedicating their whole life to it. And, yes, they may be, you know, also tagging you know, different cute brands and working with Bandier, whatever else, but they're not fashion. That's different. They wear cute athletic clothing. Right. 
I, I think you're so right. Fit, fitness is like the biggest culprit here that I see too, is that everyone is like, well, I, I like to be healthy. I like to work out. I'm like, mm, get it out of here. Yeah. Get like, it out of here. Let's mm, see it in stories. You're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can put it in stories that you're doing this workout, that you're taking the next, you know, what is her name? Kayla or whatever uh, challenge, but no one, you, like, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to be the fashion girl. Right. I mean, Send it to Storyland. Send it to Storyland. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. So what is the main takeaway here? Cause I feel like this is a great short topic that people can just, I think most people just need to hear that they're allowed to do it and when to do it, which we've covered. You You are allowed to increase the topic matter that you talk about, of course, and you should do it. Absolutely. You're going to hit a plateau eventually and it comes time. So what is the main takeaway for people here? You are allowed to expand. You are not lifestyle. Like we need to get that out of your head. You can still have a niche. You can still have a niche and it is not lifestyle, but you can be a multifaceted human being. You just need to look at what veil is encompassing all of it. How can you put an umbrella on your topic that makes sense for everything that you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. If I want to talk about, you know, home decor and healthy or just recipes in general, Mm -hmm. is that hosting? Ooh. Am I now talking to the people that like to host? I like because that. now that's a category that makes sense for all of it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people entering my home. I may be talking about outfits. I'm talking about creating cocktails. All of that is a category, whereas your fashion and your your fitness are not your category. No, I, I agree. I'd also look at it like a magazine. That's my big tip. Look at a magazine and what they're able to put together. There's a home decor magazine. There is Martha Stewart living, right? That has to do with living and organization and all of the things that fit together. But your fashion magazine is yep. not also covering fitness. There's a fitness magazine. Like, so look at it right. in a similar way to the way that print magazines, RIP, used to function, which is... I love that idea. They <laughs> had like a wide variety of tips, but it was all under one umbrella, that just made more sense. And that's the best way to go. Continue niching at the beginning, start to branch out gradually and expect there to be dips along the way because you're introducing something completely new and different. Right. And really dive into your analytics of, okay, if I want to create this multifaceted person, multifaceted community persona, Mm -hmm. um, know, like, and trust along the way, then listen to that audience is this my growth phase? What's working? What What is not? And what can I lean into for this next stage so that you can keep evolving with your audience? Because if you stay at one place, mm-hmm. your audience will get bored. You can't just stay stagnant and do the same thing month after month after month and expect the same results. Yep. Entertainment is still our number one thing and adding value to people's watching experience. Still the number one goal. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Brand Meet Creator and taking a deep dive into niche and seasons of growth. If you love it, come hang out with us on Instagram or TikTok because Sonia doesn't like Instagram anymore (laughs) and tell us exactly what you want to hear about next. We will catch you next episode.